Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the forthcoming book The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, welcome to the Compared to Podcast. I'm Heather Creekmore, and I am so glad that you're listening or watching today. Now we're on YouTube as well. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Erin Todd, and she is a wife, a dog mom, an attorney by day, and a writer by night who lives on the water in sunny St. Petersburg, Florida, which is where I wish I was right now. Um, she's a redhead who's battled insecurity and body image issues for 36 years. And she claimed the concept of being both a masterpiece and a work in progress all at the same time. Her blog is called Ginger in Progress, and it was born from a spiritual awakening that she had two years ago, where Jesus set her free from a diet prison and inspired her to discover for herself and write about for others a grace-fueled, freedom-filled, abundant life after dieting. I think we could all get on board with that. She's currently writing an interactive anti-diet devotional book, and she's preparing to launch a podcast called Intuitive Eating for Christian Women to Empower and Equip Women to Follow Jesus, Not Diets. And her name, after all that, is Erin Todd. Erin, thank you for being on the Compared Who Show today. Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me. It was really fun to hear you read all that. I'm like... Well, I am, I'm glad to know you and I'm glad to have you on the show. And I think that you have a lot of interesting um, things. I love the way you put things. And so we're going to get into some of your little quips, which are okay. really helpful for people to remember. But first, before we go further, like I gave your whole bio, but can you just tell us a little bit more about your, your story? Like, why are you talking about body image stuff now? And what, what do we need to know about you? Oh my goodness. Well, my body image um, story is a life story and it's just something that um, God's rewriting for me. And it's just really exciting. And I've never felt a calling in my life until it was, this is it, share it. So wow. I'm just running with that. And it's just a very exciting time for my faith as well, just because so much is being um, just surrendered every day and transformed every day. And it's just, uh, it's kind of like, my everything right now. So um, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk about it. And um, that's not to say I have all the answers. I'm certainly still walking this one out with uh, the Lord, but it's really fun to kind of um, do that in an inspiring way. What I hope is an inspiring way to show other people that it can be done. Yeah. Before I was doing this, I was literally doing the opposite. I was sharing 
um, dieting and doing like online health and fitness coaching. So this is about as strong of an about face <laughs> as you can get. And isn't that a God story? I love that. Absolutely. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about that. So what did that look like? What did Aaron, what, five years ago, seven years ago, what did that Aaron look like? What did that Aaron do? Oh my goodness. I was um, still an attorney at that time. I was just working at a job and I was just so miserable and I um, really was blaming everything on um, my body and my food. And just get this fixed. Then everything in life <laughs> will magically be better. And um, I don't think I'm the only person who's thought that way, but uh, it just makes no sense when I think about it now. So it's just funny. I have a hard time getting back in that headspace sometimes, but it was a diets will save you get on the diet train as hard and as fast as you can. And um, so I did, and I went just completely, uh, jumped off the deep end all in and said, if I'm gonna diet, I'm gonna diet in public and I'm gonna try and get people to do it with me so I'll have accountability and uh, you know, hold my own feet to the fire so I can't quit. I know myself, that's one thing I will say, and that was um, kind of a personality hack technique that worked really well. And you know, I, I did, dieting and got crazy with it and had a huge physical transformation but the problem was I still felt dissatisfied mm. and it didn't solve any of those problems that I was trying to have it solve and um, I had I kind of had to learn that one the hard way and uh, it was kind of from that place of just extreme orthorexic behavior and um, idolatry Mm -hmm. is is what it was if if I'm being honest that is absolutely what it was that I got kind of the wake-up call mm. from from the Lord and it was like this is not going to fix you this is not the answer I am the answer like and yes this is an idol mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I just had never really felt I'd received a clear message from God before it was it was so huge in my life in so many ways. And um, so when he called me out on it, I surrendered it and said, okay, what are we doing? And it's this intuitive eating um, journey without even realizing why I'd been learning about it. I had been in the weeks before that big aha come to Jesus moment. Um, I'd been learning about it and reading about it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't really know. <laughs> and then when he says lay down dieting, I knew exactly what all that was for. So I just kind of been led to it in a really cool journey way that just, I never felt closer uh, with the Lord than I had at that time. So it was just, it was just a cool, cool time. That, that was the summer of 2017. So I'm coming up on um, this August will be year three of that journey. Yeah, it's literally changed my life. image been bogging you down for too long it's time to get free my friend go to compare to who.me take your free body image awareness quiz you will learn amazing things you'll get your results right away and I think you'll have fun too because I mean who doesn't love to take quizzes go to compare to who.me there's lots of great resources on that site articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ check it out today
right after this episode, of course. Okay, so let's, let's back it up. Okay. <laughs> so what, what, like, one morning you just, like, woke up and you're like, God wrote on your window, this is an idol? Or, like, how did, what happened in your life? Because I know my story, like, God really used the ministry of Tim Keller to point out to me, like, idolatry. Like, I can almost remember where I was sitting and, like, reading this book, but then my husband, I think, had, like, was listening to him on, like, through a YouTube like sermon or something like that. And I remember like hearing the words and reading the words and being like, oh, wow, like this is idolatry. And it just like, it hit me so hard. So what, what happened for you? Um, well, I was dictating a note to myself. Um, I was kind of journaling on the fly on my phone and I was just pouring it out and, and kind of like praying out loud and just got this really big kind of anger and like, I am so sick of diet culture. I'm so sick of having to try and look a certain way. Why can't I just accept mm. this? What's wrong with me? I, and I, I repented out loud, essentially. I called myself out on it and um, just sort of felt his presence and being like, yes, like this is it. Like this mm. is your moment to put it away, put it down and release it. And um, so I have a really cool journal entry from that. And following that in like the next hour was just like thing after thing, which, you know, I came home and explained to my husband what had just happened. He's like, what are you talking about? Uh (laughs) Sign after sign after sign and confirmation. And just, um, I just knew, I I don't know how to explain it very well. I still haven't figured out how to tell that part of the story quite as well, but I knew and I knew it was from him. And um, that continued to be confirmed as I was kind of walking it out and kept praying about it. But it was just as clear as day. It wasn't anything as strong as um, anybody's message in particular. It was just, I had been maybe the six months prior to that just studying and I was in the word every day and I was just learning. So when it came to a head, I was prepared and I had enough in the background running in the background to be finally ready to make that realization, to really finally wake up and see it with eyes of faith, essentially, instead of my worldly eyes that I had before. Yeah. Well, that's really good. Well, so I love this, your, your mini bio on your blog, you, you capture it really succinctly. And it's, I was a slave to skinny until Jesus set me free. And I love that. Thank you. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are slave to skinny and I have a feeling some of them are probably following you on your diet journey <laughs> and you know, they're, I mean, everywhere, right? Like that's, that is the God that we're told to serve. And even so recording this during, I don't know, some call it quarantine, some call it shelter in place, like whichever word technically resonates <laughs> with the where, where everyone's at right now, but essentially we're both stuck at home. And I know there's this drive for those of us with a dieter past to like take this set aside time. And I don't know if you felt this too, but you like, it's like, oh, I've got like a set aside time where I've got nothing else like big looming to do. This is the perfect time for a diet, right? Like there's, there's a calendar. (laughs) There's like maybe a like date when you emerge (laughs) into the public again. It's like, it's the perfect setup for dieting. And it just reinforces, I think, how many of us have kind of followed that pattern for our whole lives and, and it's slavery, right? Like how did, can you describe a little bit of the bondage you felt um, in that 
in that time, in that season of, of diet after diet? Oh my goodness. Yes. It was just, I was just consumed with it. Like I had no break in thought. It was thinking about what I'm going to eat next, thinking about how I'm going to get the workout in today, thinking about what I'm going to meal prep to plan for tomorrow. And then how in the world am I going to get, you know, six workouts in before, you know, I have to do my next weigh in that I have to post on social media. And it was just like this constant, um, obsessive, idolatrous thinking. Yeah. And, um, just never having a break from it. It, it, I mean, I certainly can't even, and don't even want to begin to think what torture must be like, but when you are constantly beaten up with something, that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I imagine that's what it feels like. And that's what I was essentially doing myself with my existing thought patterns and beliefs. Yeah. It's just nonstop, nonstop. You don't ever get a break. It takes all of your time, takes all of your energy. You have no room in your life for anything good. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just takes over everything and um, can't even see anything else mm-hmm. when I get that tunnel vision and it's just focused on, all right, I got 21 days to do this thing. And on day 22, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start it over again and be like, well, now I need to go to the next level. So it just never stops. Yeah. Um, a cycle that is basically keeps the finish line moving on you and you can never even get more than a moment of satisfaction from it because mm-hmm. it's always just out of reach. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what's so um, challenging about it for right now, for the type of personality, if, if listeners are like me and they are kind of grasping for control over things um, that when life feels out of control, that was basic, basically a coping mechanism. It's like my life feels stressful and out of control, what can I control? And the answer was food and body. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of people are tempted to kind of go to that place right now just because uh, there's so much uncertainty with quarantine and everything that's going on. Um, and to just be able to recognize that it's a prison of your own making. Mm-hmm. And certainly cultural forces are leading you there and selling you things. Mm-hmm help you stay stuck in that place. But um, ultimately it was a choice that I was making. And that was uh, kind of the big wake up call. Part of the spiritual awakening for me was I had to own my part in it and recognize it as like the way I was doing it was sin. Mm -hmm. That's not to say everybody eating well and moving their bodies is sinning. The way I was doing it, I absolutely was. Hey there. How much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. 
May God bless your generosity. It's interesting because I love how you use the word torture. I mean, not, not that that's an awesome word, you know, but, but it's so true. Like that totally resonates with me because I felt the same way. And I've had lots of, of readers and listeners write and say, yes, like I get it. Like that it's a nonstop barrage of thoughts. And, and it does, it feels like, okay, how can I just turn them off? And you think that the answer is I'll turn them off when I get that body. I'll turn them off when I get skinny, then they're going to turn off. And really when my next book, I kind of like flesh this out more, but really what I think it is, is we long for rest, right? Like that's what we really want is to rest. And so the idol tells us, the body image idol tells us like, you'll be able to rest as soon as you get that body. As soon as you hit that ideal weight, as soon as, you know, you get sculpted and you know, all the things fixed that need to be fixed, then you'll be able to rest. And it's such a lie, but it's, it's torture. I mean, really what, this is really going on a tangent here, Ginger. <laughs> Ginger in progress, Erin. <laughs> I don't know why. Ginger just came out because of Ginger in progress. But I answered you know. to that. <laughs> you answered to that. Okay, cool. <laughs> that works then. But, um, but, you know, like really what hell is, is the absence of, of God's rest, right? Like, and, and that's, yeah. it's our own sort of hell right? Because we're never able to rest as long as we're chasing that idol because you never get to that place where you're good enough. And it's so hard, I think, for, for women who are still caught up in it because I, the, the belief is so strong. And I don't know if you felt that, but like the belief is so strong, especially I think in, in women who maybe, um, maybe were there once, you know, like I, I work a lot with women who are over 40, like I am. And it's like, but I remember like historical memory is not always accurate, right? Like I remember being so happy in my twenties that I was skinny. And then it's like, you know, no, actually you probably weren't. <laughs> you probably, but you can look back at those pictures now and be like, wow, I, I looked a lot better than I thought I did then. But it's, it's its own sort of, it's torture. Like you said, it's its own sort of hell in a way. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like there is freedom available. And so that's the good news. And I love how your, your, another one of your little quips is now I'm following Jesus, not diets, pursuing well-being, not weight loss. So flesh out for us a little bit. Like, so one day you just, all of a sudden you didn't think, think about how you looked anymore. Like it just all disappeared. Is that, is that how? Oh no. Not me either, but you know, just check it. <laughs> I so wish that was the story. Flesh that out. I wish that was the story. No, you don't stop thinking those things immediately. You have to unlearn that thought pattern. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the part that made it easy for me to do that was because I was so convicted mm. of the idolatry side. I was like, I don't have a choice, even if though I want to obsess about this. Mm -hmm. um, my, you know, my flesh, my heart still wants it. I don't want to disobey. So it was kind of like, it helped me get a little bit of space there, mm -hmm. which was critical because when you just have a little bit of space, um, the space starts to get in between those thoughts and you have a little bit of time to just go, wait a minute catch myself, bring some awareness to it. And I had eyes to look for it as an idol after that revelation. And so I just kind of 
slowly undid it and it did not happen overnight. And it's, it's not a thing that you're ever done with either. It's an ongoing process of following. Like <laughs> I'm always going to be following Jesus. I'm always going to be pursuing it. I'm never going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't magically wake up and not have bad body image thoughts. They come as long as you exist in the world. Uh, because we're living in a diet culture, it's impossible not to have those thoughts. The goal is not to avoid them or to prevent them from happening. It's to respond differently mm-hmm. when you do have them. Yeah, that's good. That's and what I, the grace I, is for. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I was kind of thinking like, and I don't, I don't want to say this in a way that doesn't sound grace filled, but I was kind of thinking in some ways you almost have to be more afraid of God and what he thinks of you and what he's asked of us than of being fat. Because yep. that's, that's really what it comes down to, right? Like I'm so, cause I have so many people that I work with and they're like, well, I'm just afraid I'm going to get fat. I, if I, if I stop following my diets, I'm going to get fat at whatever, whatever fat may be to them, because you know, there's a wide range of, yep. of what we see when we look in the mirror and BDD and all the those things. But, but I can't, I can't trust Jesus because then I might, I might lose something over here and it really I think recognizing the idolatry takes you to a place where you're like, oh, wait, actually, I'm more scared of what God sees in my heart and, you know, what God's thinking of me right now than I am of, you know, what the scale or the mirror is saying about me. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that was, it was a blessing um, to have it be that way. Cause I think, I, I think I needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed, he had to get me to the place where I could say like, okay, like I have to face this fear and accept it and be like, okay, if, if you, if you gotta change my body and I gain a hundred pounds, am I still going to follow you? And the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. It was yes, Lord. And, and it was just as complicated and as simple as that. Like yeah. I will do it anyway. Um, and when you surrender, you don't get to choose what it looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. That's taking your hands off and letting go and letting it be whatever it's going to be. Um, and that's, that's much easier said than done, but it really does come down to that. So how does that look or how has that looked practically for you? Like, so you were orthorexic and let's just kind of flesh that out. So that means only eating healthy. How far did you take it? Like organic? what What did it look like for you? Yeah. I was doing a portion control program, low carb paleo. Okay. So basically vegetable... That's kind of it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm protein, but uh, like just extreme orthorexic eating. It had to be like the cleanest food. Um, Just all these rules, all these rules. It's so um, legalistic. So if you don't, if you don't know what orthorexia is, just think of it like, um, you know, like Pharisees and, and uh, that kind of legalistic thinking with food rules. It was very extreme. Um, and um, restrictive in, in terms of amounts. But mm-hmm. I would say the stronger restriction was in the type, in the judgment of good food and bad food. I'm doing air quotes if you're listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, because all of that's a bunch of hooey. Yeah. And so, and but, ha- oh, go ahead. No, I was like, I didn't know. I, I yeah. believed in that. I was bought into that 100%. Um, 
So I had to unlearn all of that as well. And so how did that look? Because I'm, I'm guessing you didn't just like all of a sudden like, okay, now I'm going to start eating chips. Well, <laughs> as the Lord would have it, my t- kind of my transition day and time, I was having that right before going on vacation. Okay. So I was already going into vacation mode and it was like, okay, like vacation was my time to cut loose anyway. Okay. I'll do that on vacation dieting. Okay. But it was like, okay, like I'm not going to be judging myself. I'm not going to be judging my food choices. I'm just going to eat like a normal person mm-hmm. <laughs> and not make it be a big thing and not obsess about it and think about it all day and like have it define me. Yeah. It was just, you know, on, it was, we were going to New Orleans, which is one of our favorite cities and it is a food and drink town and, um, you know, they celebrate it. They enjoy food. It's really important culturally. It's just like an, a, a communal event to mm-hmm. have a New Orleans style meal. So um, I think I got a good transition of that was just how he would have it. And it was very easy to um, do the vacation because I could do vacation and then I would come back and go, okay, now I'm buckling down because mm-hmm. I got to lose my vacation pound. Back on um, the diet. Yeah. So that was really where the difference happened was I didn't get back on the diet after I had that period to enjoy it and just kind of notice, hmm, I'm not really, you know, life hasn't stopped. I'm not, the world didn't stop turning when I uh-huh. ate dessert on vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> let me just, let me just see. And I kind of just had to take it one day at a time. And um, that's where intuitive eating really came into play because it was like just learning to listen to your body and to eat um, according to your body signals, not according to um, diet rules. So it's basically like an external first internal shift and it's take all the rules away and just do um, what feels good to you. And um, I just have a, a pretty good sense naturally, I think of attunement. So it wasn't too hard mm-hmm. since I was micromanaging the food and the body sensations and trying to manipulate that so much. I was already plugged into uh, what different foods felt like for me. So I think that was um, another blessing in disguise that made a, a transition easier. But believe it or not, intuitive eating is just like eating. <laughs> it's just not dieting. It's eating as we were created and born to eat. It's mm-hmm. our birthright. As Christians, a normal relationship with food, um, just think of like a child and how they interact with food. They're going to eat what appeals to them, shove away stuff that doesn't appeal to them. And yeah. when they're done, they're going to get up and go play and they're not thinking about it. Yeah. They're not thinking about it. They're not thinking about their next meal. They are in the moment with it. And um, I uh, like challenges, which is probably what got me into all the coaching and everything. But it was like, okay, this is a challenge. Can I be in the moment? Can I learn how to not judge myself? Can I bring compassion to this instead of that controlling, <laughs> fearful, judgmental thing that I was doing with food before? So um, it was yeah. an experiment. And well, it worked really well. But I mean, <laughs> I think Lord. I think that's a really scary thought, though, for a lot of women, and maybe some women watching or listening today, because it's like, "Ooh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I can just trust myself to eat." I mean, that I think that would be the the number one pushback that you would hear probably is, "I can't trust myself to eat." Like, how do how do I do that? And how do you ignore? All of that, I mean, for some of the women I work with, it's been 50 or 60 years in some cases of food rules and, you know, and dieting principles that are in there. And 
I think they feel like they've lost touch with their taste buds and <laughs> when they feel full and all of those things. So you help women kind of go through all, like kind of deconstruct all of that. Is that part yeah, of what you do? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm writing about. And the podcast will be teaching the principles specifically from a Christian perspective, which adds a lot to it um, yeah. and makes it slightly different than um, for non-Christians, as I'm sure you can imagine. It's uh, it is a process, and that is why you need Jesus in there helping you and guiding you. And all of the attunement to your body that you're learning and relearning, you're also getting tuned into the Spirit if you're doing it um, as part of your daily uh, walk with the Lord. And I think it's um, very scary, and that's why it is a faith thing. That's why it's asking you to make a leap of faith and to trust the body that God designed for you and to trust that it works and that signals are there for a reason and that it's safe to listen to those signals and um, to just kind of re uh, reestablish a relationship with food and body that is not world-based. It's not a worldly you know, diet culture standard. It is a you and God standard that he's working out in you as the days go by. Like it's not the same every day, just like life is. So yeah. um, I just see so much alignment with, um, with intuitive eating and, and uh, walking with the Lord. So I think that's helped me a lot to, I think, do it well. And I think um, it's a richer practice for Christians. So if someone wants to work with you, how does that work? Well, um, I will be directing them to the blog and uh, one day there will be a book. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, the podcast, because right now um, I'm, I don't do one-on-one clients okay. or anything. It's just kind of a teaching, um, okay. a teaching ministry. God's really put on my heart that this intuitive eating um, coming into the Christian space is going to be a revival of setting women free from this diet prison and releasing them from the bondage and setting them free to fulfill their purpose, which is not weight loss. Amen. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'm going to say it again. Look good in a bikini. (laughs) Here and I think um, I'm. It's kind of more of just a ministry at this point. Um, Maybe one day there will be one-on-one working, but but for now, I just I just need Christian women to know that they don't have to do this. They don't have to do the dieting game. They can be set apart in how they approach food and have this as a safe way. And this is the way I believe God you know, designed food to be. It's a gift, mm-hmm. a beautiful uh, gift that points us to him and um, to be celebrated and enjoyed. Yeah. And uh, just kind of let's all pause and redo how we do food and body. <laughs> let's just well, do that. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, I totally agree with everything you're saying, of course. And I'm just, I was at a hotel. I think this was a couple years ago. And it was, I guess it was a hotel breakfast. It must've been because it wouldn't have been a free dinner. <laughs> so it was like a hotel breakfast. And I it was just the kids and I, and there was a woman sitting like at a, at a table beside us with her husband. And, you know, she had, she had what I would assess as like a paleo plate or a keto plate. Like she had like just eggs um, and maybe a little bit of meat, but like nothing, you know, nothing else. There were no pastries or anything like that on the plate. And I was listening to the conversation because she proceeded to tell her husband everything she had eaten the day before. 
And, you know, and he's like smiling and nodding, and, but she's just like going on, you know, well, yeah, I had this and this and this. And I was just thinking like, how like horribly boring <laughs> that is, but how often, like I was being convicted because I thought, oh my word, I totally used to do that. You know, like, let me tell you everything that I ate today in order to justify, you know, like if we had cookies in the house, like, and you know, my husband saw me eating some cookies, I'd be like, oh, you know, I've been so busy today. Like all I've had was, you know, a slice of turkey lunch meat. And, you know, just so he would, I, I don't even know what crazy was going on in my mind, but so somehow he would think it was okay that I was eating the cookies. And then that would be more okay for me to eat the cookies. And not that he had really, he probably was smiling and nodding and not even thinking about me <laughs> eating cookies because he probably didn't care whether or not I ate cookies or not. But, you know, just the the crazy things that we do around food, the the, they're poor habits, yes, but they're also just kind of ridiculous. I don't know, like women have come so far <laughs> culturally, right? Like, you know, and, and, and so our culture, like, you know, praises how women can do anything and be anything. And yet at the same time, like how much of our conversation is like, well, this is how many calories I had and how many macros I had. And <laughs> Like, let me tell you about my new diet and let's talk about what we should order from the menu and, and all those kind of things. And it's, it's just silliness in a way. It's just, well, not in a way it is, it's ridiculous that, that our conversations have to be so focused on food in an unhealthy, not joyful way. So I love, I love what you're doing. Yeah. I, I want to hold space for a world where women can go out to dinner and have like friendship time and they're not going to talk about what they're eating. Mm -hmm. They're just going to talk about life and each other. Yeah. What's going on and what yeah. God's doing in their life. It's like, can we just not <laughs> talk about it? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think that's possible. And it's really, I think it starts with just recognizing that diet culture is out there and it's this external Force. It's spiritual warfare, you know, like it really is. And just for the women listening, like, I just want you to ask God to give you eyes to see that for what it is mm -hmm. so that you can notice it and then you can make a choice because the hard part is when we're just not even like aware that we mm -hmm. have a problem <laughs> like right. I was for so many years. I didn't even know. I didn't even know I had an idol, but yeah. I did. And you have to just kind of wake up to what it actually is, be able to see it differently and to choose differently. Yeah. And that's, he, that's, I mean, that's, that's the beginning of healing. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I mean, any 12 step program, right. You know, like you start with, I, you know, my name is Heather and I'm a brownie-aholic or a <laughs> diet-aholic or whatever, right? Like you, you have to start there. You have to admit it, like see it for what it is, call it what it is. And then. And then you can move forward yes. and, and find some help and hope. I heard a really good quote today um, on an abide guided meditation. And it was like, when you admit your need to God and then accept the grace that brings him glory. Right. So it's like admitting the need, mm -hmm. like you need help with food, but it's not a diet. The diet is not the help you need. Yeah. Jesus is the help you need. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was doing some research on blind Bartimaeus from the book of Mark this morning. And, you know, he calls out to Jesus and the crowd's like, 
just ignore that like loser. But, and he keeps calling out to Jesus. And then when Jesus says, what do you want? He's like, I want my sight. And, and Jesus gives it to him. And I think that's a good example of we have to, like, if you can't see it yet, because I have a feeling there's some people watching or listening today, they're like, okay, this is sort of resonating, but I'm not quite ready to jump off my diet train or, well, now it's, it's not, I, we say diet culture, but I feel like we don't use the word diet as much. It's eating plan or my, um, my, you know, food wellness plan or whatever. So, but, but really if your heart is a dieter's heart, then chances are your eating plan, your food wellness plan is your diet. Um, and I mean, it's just yeah. semantics, right? You, you can call it a lifestyle, but it's still a diet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's telling you what to eat. It's a diet. Yep. And if there's good foods and bad foods and, you know, and all, all the things that just, it all, it all still spells diet, but, <laughs> but, you know, cultures, cultures making that cry to us. Right. And, and in some cases, I think our minds and our hearts, when we get trapped following the idol, like it's, it's telling us we can't let it go. But my encouragement is, you know, just like blind Bartimaeus, we have to stop and say, no, Jesus, help me see this. <laughs> help me see, help me see. So that, that's, that's good. That's good. Well, Aaron, what encouragement would you give to anyone listening today who maybe is in that spot? Like, okay, I, I want to see, or maybe I'm starting to see, what do I do next? Because this just sounds really scary to, to give up my food plan and, and trust Jesus fully with that. Yeah, I think um, it kind of got to work yourself up to the surrender sometimes because mm. it's a big, um, it's a big decision and some people aren't ready for it and that's okay. Like, not everybody has like this big, crazy, um, as my friend Trudy would say, epiphany moment where you're like, <laughs> oh. um, and that's okay. And um, something that you can do is just pray that the Lord will change your heart and that you will, you will want him more than you want to lose weight. And that, I mean, if your heart doesn't feel that way, that's okay. Like you have to <laughs> ask um, for help in that. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, my heart did not feel that way at the beginning but you will, you, you will get there. And as we lay down the external things that we're contributing to the behaviors, the thoughts, God's going to do the work to change your heart on the inside. And you can trust him for that and just know that it's a process. You don't have to start running super hard for it. It starts with a prayer and asking for that heart change. Yeah, that's really good. I agree. I agree. Well, Erin, thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can we find you? It's, I already gave it away, Ginger in Progress, but <laughs> yeah. we can find so, your blog there. Go ahead. Yeah, it's erinltodd.com. Um, and the podcast website is up, but we haven't launched yet. It's intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com. Okay. And um, there is a trailer out. So if they want to get a taste of that, um, we're still recording the last couple episodes, but um, everything on Erin L. Todd is going to point to that too. So I hope they will Fun. come over and check that out and they can learn more about intuitive eating on my blog. I've got a intuitive eating starter kit for Christian women. That's a free download. So that'll awesome. give them an idea of a little bit more of uh, what I've hinted at today. And, um, yeah. and on social, Thank you for, yeah. Um, I'm, my Instagram is ginger in progress with underscores um, in there, but you should be able to find it for that. And it's <laughs> look for the red hair. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I've got, I've got a red haired little girl that she's getting 
getting blonder <laughs> by Aww. the day. But uh, yeah, we, we love redheads around here. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Erin, for being on thank the show. Thank you, Heather. And I just, I wish you well with your growing ministry. I think that this is going to be important for a lot of women. Um, I can't wait to see where God takes you. So thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. Well, that's all for today's show. I thank you for listening and I hope to catch you in the next episode. Hopefully something in today's show has helped you stop comparing and start living. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.